This has been the most extraordinary experience of my entire life. to go on a little adventure together and that adventure is going to span 17 years of music how does that sound welcome to the acoustic set They'd be like, you're gonna just like do a show with like all the albums in it. And I was like, yeah, it's 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 gonna be called the Eros Tour. See you there. And welcome back to Old Dude Music Review. By the intro there, today we're going to cover a seminal album in my music life. The second and only two non-rock albums, 1989 by Taylor Swift. With all the people covering it, I know it's a lot, but when I started this for family and friends, I said I would go through the albums that I love. So we started with some big ones. This is number six. It truly was an excellent album. It was one I did not want to buy because I don't like teeny bopper shit. I don't like pop and I just couldn't get the hooks out of my head. It is a classic 13 song album that literally was re-released and sold as well as the first time. So it's one of those albums like Nevermind, to me, Violator, which is our next album, my favorite album of all time, and the other. So let's talk a little bit about it. I want to go through videos and the different songs. We're going to um, cover um, everything in order except for blank spaces Shake It Off, Style, Bad Blood. Um, yeah, those three we'll cover at the end. Being Style being the last one, because that's my favorite song of hers. It reminds me of me and my wife when we were young. It makes me smile. I'm not going to listen to all the songs. We're just going to get enough to hear it. And uh, yeah, just like the others, review some music. All right, it was re-recorded, of course, this year. Some of the songs that we'll be playing are Taylor versions. 1999 is the fifth studio album by the American singer-songwriter Taylor Swift, released on October 27, 2014, by Big Machine Records, inspired them by the 80s synth pop, which is probably why I liked it. Swift conceived 1999 to recalibrate her artistry to pop after critics disputed her status as a country musician when she released the cross-genre Red to country radio. She titled 1989 after her birth year as a symbolic artist rebirth and entitled enlisted Max Martin, who produced Red's electronic-influenced pop tracks, as co-executive producer. Swift recorded 1999 at studios across the United States, United Kingdom, and Sweden with an ensemble including Martin, Shellback, Jack Anantoff, Ryan Tedder, Nathan Chapman, and Imogen Heap. The synth-pop production is characterized by pulsing synthesizers, programmed drum machines, and processed backing vocals, electronic elements, a stark contrast to the acoustic arrangement of her past albums. The songs expanded on Swift's autobiographical biographical songwriting and explore failed romances from a light-hearted perspective. Swift and Big Machine promoted 1990 extensively through t 
tie-ins and media endorsements, but withheld the album from free streaming service, which prompted an industry discourse on the impact of streaming. To support the album, Swift embarked on the 1999 World Tour, which was the highest-grossing tour of 2015 among seven singles released that peaked atop the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, Shake It Off, Blank Spaces, Bad Blood. 99 spent 11 weeks atop the Billboard 200. It sold over 10 million copies worldwide, certified multi-platinum. 99 was the first release. Music critics generally complimented its production as catchy and found the emotional engagement on its songwriting, but some felt the synth-pop production eroded Swift's artistic integrity, criticism that journalists and academics retrospectively regard as rockist. 1989 won Album of the Year and Best Pop Vocal Album at 2016 Grammy, and it listed in all-time album rankings by Rolling Stone and Consequences. Critics and academics have considered 1989 an album that transformed Swift's status to pop icon and promoted pop-ism, but they also highlighted the media scrutiny that ensued. Reality is, this is an impact album. It is no different than Nevermind, Super Unknown, fucking White Pony, Murder Mons. Every album that I've covered to date, these are seminal albums that changed music. For me, I've been doing a lot of um, redditing. I was going to cover this in a bunch of different ways, but man, there is enough about her sexual orientation and. Uh, relationships and all the stuff that as a father anger me because let's be honest boys fuck the world nobody cares whether she's bi gay non-binary who gives a rat screw and I covered it on the last one before on my other podcast it's really inappropriate she's a young lady leave her the fuck alone I don't want to sound like the guy under the blanket about Britney Spears but literally as a father I look at this and go Man, you know, I, I told my daughter to go out and date a lot of people, have sex with a lot of people, see what you really want. Because I got married young. I don't regret it. I love my wife. I'm still married to her. But there were times in my 30s when I thought, man, I didn't really go out there and sow oats. I got married really soon. And it would have been nice, maybe, to try on different gloves, so to speak. So we're not going to cover from that angle. I also don't want people to think I'm this guy because I'm covering this album. Every person, male, that talks about her now has to have a, some sexual orientation towards her. It's not, it's, this is all music. Once again, I'm not the lotion in the basket guy, which, like the picture, I thought was funny. It's a great album. So, gonna start uh, in order. Let's get to the DVD section. Uh, boom. Here we go. Welcome to New York. The only song I really didn't like on the album. I remember it was promoted heavily, and it was New Year's Eve, Dick Clark. She performed this live. No, I did not TikTok this. Those that follow my podcast, I hate people that start, stop, start, stop in the recording shit. The damn program, every time you start a movie on this, even though I have it set right, it literally will not play it through the speakers, and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So let's try it again. Crowd the 
I know I hate people that start stop on music reviews, but what I like about this whole album is it just takes me back to the eighties with the the synthesizers. It just reminds me so much of everything that came out during that time. It's just so well Okay, going to go to Out of the Woods, because once again, we're going to do Blank Spaces, Tile, Bad Blood on the back end. This is a really cool song, I thought. I, I really like this one. And once again, this is one of those albums that, for me, you could listen to every damn song if you're working out, and it wasn't boring. Once again, not going into the boyfriend shit, just music. Just a nice, soft 80s ballad. People like me want to believe you when you say you've changed. The more I 
Listen to it. I'm not gonna play the whole song because it, it's repetitive, but it's got that simplistic just ballad, and then you get that driving synth, and it's just God, it just reminds me of clubs in the 80s. I had fucking hair. It was so awesome. It was so awesome having hair. I remember it. It was nice. All right, we're gonna skip skip um shake it off because that's gonna be the end ones. I wish you would would be the next track we're going to listen to. And once again, I'm not gonna play them all. We're just hitting each one for its value, what it sounds like. And this one. I always like this one. It's cute. That, in that's your car, windows down, past my street, the memories start. You say it's in the past, you drive straight ahead. You're thinking that I hate you now, cause you still don't know what I never said. I wish you would come back, wish I never hung up the phone like I did. I wish you knew that I'd never forget you as long as I live. I wish you were right here, right now, it's all good. I wish you were. Now this this track and if of Swifty stumble on this because they stumble on everything, don't take it disrespectfully. It just reminds me so much of Depeche Mode with the driving synthesizers and that nice bass. Oh man, I freaking love it. Skipping the next because Bad Blood's on the end. Wildest Dreams. This is a big production one. I remember the video. It was really cool. It reminded me of Out of Africa, the movie.
said no one has to know what we do His hands are in my hair, his clothes are in the room And his voice is a familiar sound Nothing lasts forever It's a nice picture. It's got beautiful sound. Her voice is very nice. Her lyrics are cute. Like, there's no bad songs. How You Get the Girl is track 10. I don't remember much about this song. I think I might have flipped off this. Yeah, I did. Stand there like a ghost. Seeking from the rain, rain She'll open up the door And say, are you insane? Say it's been a long six months And you were too afraid To tell her what you want, want. And that's how it works Love, track 11. This is a Taylor's version because that's all I can fucking find now. This is a nice ballad. I used to listen to it when I was running. Dark in the morning. And I used to drive to this a lot. It would always come up on shuffle. Gone and gone, gone. 
very pretty. It's got a pretty sound. It's just very nice. That is such a sweet ballad. I used to love that song. God. All right. This is uh, I Know Places. Boom. I like this one. This is a good running song. It'd be funny to go from Tool to this. That's how my shuffle would work. This album, man, I don't listen to Sleep Token. That right there is a Sleep Token song. They ripped her off. It's kind of starts with ballad and has a nice driving. The difference is they put guitars instead of synth. I really like this song. This is a good song. Kind of that off beat there, kind of changes it up. Just so damn talented. That is just a beautiful fucking song. All right, clean, and then we're gonna go to the big shit, the big, the the ones that I couldn't get out of my melon, and why I bought the album. This reminds me of Depeche Mode, OMD, Thompson Twins. It's so fucking 80s. I fucking love it. The drought was the very worst. Uh, uh, it's so simple. It's just simple musically, which makes it perfect. Sometimes now they put too much shit, right? You got too much crap going on. There's so much layering. It this is the simple little tune. Nice little percussion. This is a driving song. This is on my driving mix. I put like this and Sting's uh, Fields of Gold. Five o'clock in the morning just to make sense somehow.
I like that song too much. It got stuck in my head. Reality is her lyrics are so freaking solid that that's why the you know our fans. I I you know I did some research. I went on Reddit. <clears throat> looking at the latest stuff because I thought about doing this different ways trying to change up from just playing some music you guys watch me bop my fucking head and I say I remember this song and I did this this song blah 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 especially the next one we're going to do which I'm doing right after this is Violator all I did is have sex to that I was in my 30s that's all I freaking did we would make love to that album me and the wife just loved that album all I had to do is put that album on light little candles and it was go time it was our love album I love that album anyway but my god there's so much crazy that follow her and if you say anything I was going through Gaylord Swift or some shit it's a guy that loves Taylor Swift and it was all about her sexual orientation and that article and boyfriends and links and easter eggs and it's really cool she, you know, she's such a branding Genius, because she's branded herself from a 14-year-old country music star to this freaking icon that runs the world now. And along the way, she put little things here and there, you know, that it's by design that her fans go crazy for. So it's kind of like a where's fucking Waldo when you listen to a song. They're listening for things. They're looking for cues. But back to it, it was about Shelley, and I don't know who that person is, and I'm not that deep in it. I just bought 1989 because it was a great musical album. It was like, never mind, once again. It was just one of those albums that I said, man, this is a seminal album. I'm going to listen to it, and I'm glad I did. And I, I went on a rant in reference to, you know, boys, fuck the world. What's wrong with the girl dating a bunch of guys? Why are we talking about our orientation when that just a, like a decade ago when this album came out? If you questioned somebody's orientation, you were getting canceled. You were getting canceled. But the New York Times ran an op-ed about it, and it was okie dokie artichokey. I mean, it didn't make any sense to me. So I said, you know, once again, don't want to be the guy underneath the blanket for Britney Spears, but she's a young woman, and as a father of a young woman at her age. I think this is inappropriate. Just leave her be. Let her have a relationship. I think it's horrible that she goes out and she gets everything in her and her new do-do is a picture and she can't go anywhere. And maybe she wouldn't have so many stories to talk about if people would leave her the F alone and just let her have a relationship. I mean, she's 34. She probably wants to be married. She probably wants to have babies. But it's freaking hard to have that kind of relationships are tough I talk all the time since two, 2016 everybody's following my podcast I talk about relationship stuff all the time because I'm in the part of the relationship where you're roommates and it sucks being next to the person you're madly in love with but they're not really in love with you because life has ran its course and we're older now and it's different it's a different type of love and I'm not ready for that so relationships are tough and I don't have paparazzi and people questioning every goddamn thing I wrote on a piece of paper. Think how hard that is, especially for a young woman. So as a father, I wrote this long rant. Got a bunch of upvotes, but I had some Swifties come in and say they were going to murder me in my sleep. They didn't actually say it, but they kind of implied it because they were part of this gay lord thing that they believe she's a bisexual woman because she had girlfriends and a squad and shit. Well, I got boyfriends. I used to have a crew. 
We didn't fuck each other. We weren't bisexual. So I don't know what that had to do with anything, but I think her background and stuff, because she writes about relationships, people believe that made her free, you know, fair game for all this scrutiny. I've written three songs in my life. People did them. It was local shit. There were poems that were turned into lyrics when they asked me to do it. It was in my youth. And it never got big. It was just local shit, local bands. But it was relationship stuff. It was about me loving my wife. Dreams of Home. It was a song that actually got local airplay once. It was a, a folk band, and they took my lyrics, and they made it a song, and I was really happy. I remember watching them play it once, and I was really blown away like, that's my words. But it was dreaming about my wife. It was all about my wife. What else are you supposed to write about? You write about your life, what's important to you, what you have passion for. So, of course, she's going to write songs about her boyfriends and ex-boyfriends and I'm sure the next album's going to have shit about that number 87 dude who I can't stand because he doesn't play for the fucking Packers play for the Packers would have been a great pick because he'd be awesome but and do you see my Packers one anybody's following along from the old show or the other show I have the old show god damn I can't believe they won anyway long story short I was astounded with how people talk about this poor woman and I, I think it's fucked up so I wrote something I won't do it again because I got attacked for a while and people threatened me so I'm not going back into that Tiger's Den it's crazy alright I wanted to play one song before we go into the big four from this album God this got on my freaking playlist and I lift to it every morning. I don't know why. It's so cliche. There's videos and TikToks and freaking Instagrams and everybody talking about the Taylor Swift workout and I feel like I'm so um it just makes me feel funny inside. I don't like I didn't watch Friends and I didn't get into anything that was cool. I don't watch Game of Thrones till season 5. Cuz I hate being cliche so cliche it's like everybody does it so you do it and I did but this fucking song is really good it's hard not to work out to this I walk to it now it is the first song I play when I step out of the car to do my six mile walk don't judge me I'm only human this is a good fucking song it is a lot up from 1989 He's a ghost then I can be a phantom Holding him for ransom Some, some boys are trying too hard He don't try at all though Younger than my exes But he act like such a man So I see nothing better I keep him forever Like a vendetta Ta, I, I, I see How this is gonna go Touch me That's just fucking badass And I bitch about her not putting power cord But that's a power thing it's really reminds me of right here. Come on. You should see the things we do, baby. In the middle of the night, in my dreams. I know I'm gonna be with you, so I'll take my time. Are you ready for it? Ooh. 
Such a, I love that transition. Damn, that's fucking hot. That's freaking cool. I've never seen this video before. Anyway, that song now just changed in my head because, wow. Anyway great song it's awesome first song that hit my head it was all over the place i couldn't get it out of my head it kept getting in my head didn't want it in my head i wanted a guitar i didn't get a guitar but i got a fucking blank space because this thing was addictive i think this was like produced by psyops because you can't tell me anybody on the planet who didn't have this in their fucking head. Ben, I could show you incredible things. Magic, madness, heaven, sin. Saw you there and I thought, oh my God, look at that face. You look like my next mistake. Love's a game, wanna play. No money, suit and tie. I can read you like a magazine. Ain't it funny? This one ends, grab your passport and my hand I can make the bad guys good for a weekend So it's gonna be forever Or it's gonna go down in flames You can tell me when it's over mm, If the high was worth the pain Got a long list of ex-lovers They'll tell you I'm insane Cause you know I love the players And you love the game Cause we're young and we're reckless One of the things I really love, I'm gonna stop for a second, is the layering. If you go back in the 70s, the 80s, even the 60s, the Carpenters with the wall of sound. And on all of her big ones, the ones that just grab you and you can't get them out of your freaking head, she does that layering where she is singing, but then she's backing it and it's maybe an octave off or slightly sharp or flat or whatever. And it's just a wall of her voice. It, it grabs you. And if you think of every one of her songs that are big, it's got a semi-wall of sound of her voice. And it's... I'm insane, but I've got a blank space, baby. And I'll write your name. Once again, simplistic on the music. Cherry lips, crystal skies. I could show you incredible things. Stolen kisses, pretty lies. You're the king, baby. Queen, find out what you want Be that girl for a month Wait, the worst is yet to come Oh no Screaming, crying, perfect storms I can make all the tables turn Rose garden filled with thorns Keep your second guessing like 
dressed like a daydream. So it's gonna be forever. Or it's gonna go down in flames. You can tell me when it's over. Mm, if the high was worth the pain. Got a long list of ex-lovers. They'll tell you I'm insane. Cause you know I love the players. And you love Great bridge. Love if it's torture. Don't say I didn't say I didn't. You don't have this song and this bridge. I don't listen to Sleep Token. It's this bridge with the, just something slightly different, and it kind of takes you back to the song, but it's just a, like an interlude. And me and the wife were talking about it because um, we the thing about Sleep Token for us was that it was these chunks of songs that they just put together. And it sounds like it shouldn't go together, but it does go together. And this is kind of where it started. If you really think back, this is like her music started doing those little interludes. It was just slightly different. And it would carry you for a second, and then you go back to the main song. And it was awesome. Warn ya, boys, only one love if it's torture. Don't say I didn't say I didn't There's warn a wall of sound. That's just a, a fucking classic song. All right, we're going to shake it the fuck off. Another song that you're walking around, you're trying not to. You're a metalhead just like me. You do not want to listen to Taylor Swift. But this song comes out, and just like Blank Spacuses, it gets in your fucking head. It gets in your head. You shake that ass, and you start singing. Check it out. I see I'm too late. Come Got on, man. How do you resist that? That's what people say. That's what people say. I go on too many days. No, I want to my ass to But I can't make them stay. At least that's what people say. That's what people say. But I keep cruising. Can't stop, won't stop moving. It's like I got this music. Play, 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 play
Classic. That song is a classic. It'll be on radios until I croak and most of you croak. It'll be like a Beatles song. It's going to be one of those songs that's just always there. It's going to be like Jim fucking Croce. It's just going to come on the radio and you're going to shake it the fuck off. There's been more asses shaked off that song than probably a lot of songs lately that I can remember. All right. Now we got Bad Blood. Not looking into it. Tried to. Don't care. Just gonna cover music. Too much shit. And there's another one. Stuck in my fucking head. Couldn't get it the fuck out. One and two. Bullet holes 
Another classic song, be around for a billion years. It'll be played like Jim Croce, operator. You're going to hear her songs. They'll always be there. This song is so badass. It transports me back to my courtship with my wife. It makes me think of long overcoats, a kiss in a parking lot with the wind blowing, and there was snow falling, and there was leaves flying, and we were both 18. And we knew that was romantic shit. I had a shiny shirt. I had hair. Big collars. It was the 80s. Yeah, bolo. Remember rocking the bolo? And she was wearing a wicked cool freaking black dress, blue overcoat. She looked like a million bucks. And that was the night I knew I was going to marry her. That's what this song does. Style. Just love this song. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to listen. I love it. The simple, nice guitar.
That's it, man. That is it. A classic album. It will... I mean, if you can release an album and it sells that many copies and you re-release it and you sell that many copies, that is insane. That's how impactful it is. And once again, it's a bridge for me to go from that to different types of music without... Future, sex, love, sounds. In 1989, I don't start listening to different music. I'm still listening to grunge. I'm still deep into old music. I never try anything new. 1989 is a seminal album that will be like, never mind. It'll be like Beatles. It'll be like so many other great artists. And it catapulted a young woman into arguably the number one artist in the world right now. And even though I don't dig all her music and I don't, I can't afford to see her shows, it has been rated as one of the greatest tours ever. I mean, people were paying $3,000 to see her sing for three hours, three and a half, four hours, which is pretty awesome when you think that I saw my favorite band, King Animal Tour. It was uh, two hours is all we got. And we paid three, well, we paid $400 a seat for that. Slipknot, I paid 500 a seat. My God, they only played for like 90 minutes. In a perfect circle, I paid $1,000 a seat, and they played for 65 minutes and walked off the stage. I was fucking heartbroken. That was, that was a lot of money, and it sucked. But I know for my age, it seems like it's inappropriate, but remember, this album was released 10 years ago when I was in my early 40s. And it's okay for me to listen to young people's music, so stop being a fucking ageist. I'm joking. Just a great album. She's a great artist. You know, she will go down as one of the greatest. I mean, I think she'll eclipse Madonna because Madonna had a couple good albums, not like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's put out, seriously, how many great albums? And culturally, brand-wise, you can hate her, but she is a branding genius. There was a period this summer that that's all you saw, and now we're into the fall, and what do you see? Taylor Swift on the NFL. Taylor Swift dating a guy. Taylor Swift drank some coffee. Taylor Swift got rained on. Taylor Swift wore this. Taylor Swift won that. If you go to Instagram, all Instagram is is Taylorgram. That's all you see. There's nothing else there. It's all Taylor Swift. 
So a 14-year-old kid, 20 years later, is bigger than anybody I know in my lifetime. So you have to respect the branding and her music. There are other songs I really enjoy, and I'll put them on my mix. I did like Lover. It was a good song. It was cute. Um, but <clears throat> invariably, as I rotate out my playlist to put different songs on it, style never comes off. Are you ready for it? It's always on there. Yeah, I like that song. It makes me really lift weights harder. It's cool. Great song. And I rotate through one of the bigs. Shake it off. Blank spaces. Bad blood. It. You just... They're, they're timeless. They're songs that will be here forever. Just like Jim Croce. Just like James Taylor. So, I may not be a Swifty. I may not be able to understand all the crazy shit I tried reading on all these threads on Reddit from her fans about Easter eggs and what boyfriend was what song. But I do know I respect her craft. She can write a song. She's a great lyricist. And if she's come up with all these beats, man, come on. Those are some damn good beats. They make you shake that ass. Even when you're old like me. So that wraps up episode six of Old Dude Music Review. I'm going to hit process. And I'm going to start because you'll check on the clock. Episode seven's coming. Violator. Depeche Mode. Another seminal album of my music life. I thank you for listening. Please share this with family and friends. Go to SoundCloud Flower Pop Flower Pop. Politic with a K from my other show. If you like somebody bashing the media, if you'd like an album to be reviewed, send an email to foppodcast at gmail.com. This again can be caught on our video at 5532123 on Rumble because every time I try it on YouTube, it just copyright slams this whole fucking thing, which I still can't figure out. I got an email back from Metal BRB, and he says, if you put a logo over, it'll work, but I've tried loading every one of these as a review from a different angle because I'm an old dude, and I've got a whole bunch of new listeners that come in and great comments and people on SoundCloud saying really nice things to me, so I really appreciate everybody's been doing that because it's probably different. I'm an old fuck. Once again, not a boomer. Get a calendar. I'm not old enough. My parents are boomers. I'm just old. We didn't get a name. We're not a Z. I'm not an X. I don't know. I'm just me. Just me. Old. So it's a different view, and I, I enjoy it because it's nice to be able to share music from my perspective because it's probably spanned a lot longer than some of yours. And this one was a little nerve-wracking because I know it's uh, an icon that is modern and not an older band. But once again, it was one of the albums that changed my life and my music life. It makes me love this band, Sleep Token, because of what she put on this album. So, going to get hit process once again. Going to start the next one. It'll be Depeche Mode Violator. As always, thank you for listening and take care.